Buck Bros, welcome back to the podcast. Ryan here, joined by fellow Buck Bros, Zach, John, and Brace. And guys, the Bucks come back from Germany as we all wanted them to, victorious. We go into Germany, we take the win at 21 to 16 against the Seahawks. And for me, watching the game, it was a much more of a confidence builder than our last win against the Rams, not only in how the game played out, but also, you know, as, as John was saying, you know, John, you were pretty high on the team in the, in the uh, preview, the Seahawks are our playoff team. So, you know, we looked good against good competition. You got to have that confidence build as we get to five and five in the bye week. John, what were your takeaways from our victory in Munich this past Sunday? I mean, it was easily the most complete game uh, I've seen from the team this season. Uh, Tom Brady looked good. Uh, I mean, he threw one bad interception, but I mean, that can really be forgiven for a guy who only has one on the season. Uh, you know, Julio Jones finally looked like the, the player we've been waiting for him to be. Mike Evans looked good. Chris Godwin had probably his best game of the season. Uh, we finally got to see Rashad White show out and get that running game really rolling, something that we've been trying to establish now for 10 games. Uh, the, the defense looked phenomenal. I We got our first turnover, I believe, uh, finally broke that streak. Uh, I think in five games that we had gone without a turnover. And so all, all in all, I thought, I thought we looked fantastic. And barring one trick play, uh, where for whatever reason we ran the Wildcat with Fat Lenny and Tom Brady going out, um, that game should have been a slaughter. We should have put up another touchdown right there and put that game to bed. Uh, obviously we didn't, but I mean, all in all, just fantastic performance. Hey, broadcasters. Yeah, John, I'm, I'm with you. What a, you know, really solid performance by the Buccaneers in Germany. Um, you know, it was really one of our, probably our most solid performance since the Atlanta game. Uh, the offense looked in sync for pretty much the entire game. It was really big to see, you know, us converting, uh, doing some of the things we had been talking about on this, uh, our previous episodes that they weren't doing all season, uh, converting on third downs. Uh, the red zone efficiency was much better this game. The running game obviously came to life. Uh, Rashad White had his breakout game. And on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, the defense was really solid. And I, I got to give a shout out to Devin White. I know that we, uh, you know, we had some you know, criticism of him previously on our podcast here after the Ravens game, and he really balled out, man. Uh, two sacks, a forced fumble. He really kind of changed the game when the Seahawks, after that crazy play where we had Tom Brady run a flyer out for some reason, the second time that formation was called, by the way, as if we were going to surprise the Seahawks for like after five plays after we sent that formation out with uh, <laughs> Brady going for a pass. But regardless, yeah, they were – after that turnover, the Seahawks were kind of marching down, and Devin White came up big with that strip sack of Geno Smith and really stopped all their momentum up until the fourth quarter. But he had a great game. Overall, you know, I think we were – you know, we had talked about last episode that there was some positive momentum from winning that game against the Rams at the last minute, and it sure looked like it carried over into Germany. It, 
this team looked like they were having fun, right? Like they came out, there's a lot of energy, um, performed well. I think they really enjoyed their time in Germany. And so hopefully flying back, they're in great spirits. Here we are at the bye week. Um, time to get healthy, time to rest up. And, you know, in a couple of weeks, <clears throat> when we go play the Browns, I, I really do think that positive momentum is going to carry forward through the rest of the season. Yeah, I think, I mean, Ryan hit on the head, like, this, you get a lot more confidence off of this win than the last one. I mean, it was good to see a win. I mean, Brady said, you know, it was awesome, and it was. But to see them come in and beat a team uh, with a winning record uh, was very nice. It's interesting, this game, because, like, when the schedule came out, you thought, oh, okay, well, we're going to be much better than they are. It totally flipped. So it's nice to see us go out there and win, given what the teams looked like going into it. Um, yeah, the, the defense got back to what they were doing at uh, the beginning of the year and last year, the previous years. Getting a rush with four down linemen was awesome to see, not needing to send an extra man uh, from coverage in. I thought that was great. But the biggest thing for me is I think the team realized offensively you know, what we did against Dallas is what we should try to return to. Uh, don't throw the ball more than 30 times. The two games where that's happened were this game in Dallas. Run for over 100 yards. The two games that happened were this game in Dallas, and those were two complete victories. So I think that's the formula for this team. I don't think we need Brady throwing the ball 40 or 50 times. Uh, I like the balanced attack. It allowed us to take risks like that stupid play. My notes say uh, Brady is a terrible wide receiver and Lenny is a worse quarterback. So I mean, it's probably not the best thing to draw up, but you could take that risk. I think they got it. They ran a wildcat earlier, right? No one guarded Brady. So they were like, okay, well, that's there. I imagine the Seahawks said, let's put someone on him next time. But uh, I just, I loved the, the the game script that we created. We had 15 third downs, converted 10 of them. Seahawks had nine, they converted one of them. Like we were just much more efficient on offense, only four penalties, two punts. I mean, it was just a really good, possess the ball don't let them score like the easiest way to, to win is just don't let them score and then just be efficient on offense like I just it was like a great game script great execution uh, I hope this is what they model the offense and overall the team after moving forward because that was much better to watch yeah and um you know I, I agree and when I was watching it to the point of you know we don't need to throw it 50 times and whatnot I think this game script allowed that because we started fast we got off to a lead seven nothing 14 nothing and you know I was saying to myself you know we could play like dogs now we can go out and and try to make some plays and go out and not have the fear of oh shit we got to come back and we got to rely on Tom Brady to do that so uh, clearly the formula going forward is we got to come out with energy we got to set the tone we got to, you know, get a lead on ourselves so we can rely on that defense to be as great as it can be. It can get after the quarterback with four. It can start creating havoc. Um, and we just weren't doing that in the past few games, uh, getting out to that lead that, that allowed us to play the game that we played against the Seahawks. We're a much better team when we can control the ball, control the clock. And an interesting stat I saw was that Rashad White, is I think seven of seven in third and fourth and ones. He's a hundred percent efficient in those scenarios, whereas Leonard Fournette is like five of thirteen. So um, Rashad White definitely helped us in this game convert more of those third downs, fourth downs, and, and 
convert those efficiencies that we needed to get the offense going. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to watch that game and see how many gaps that Leonard Fournette just misses. I mean, I can count, I think, at least three times in the game where I screamed at the TV, go to the left, you know, like go to the left. The hole is there. You'll be there was even one where he broke through the second, um, you know, second layer of the defense and he was just one on one with the safety. All he has to do is go left and it's probably, if not a touchdown, 20, 30 yards more. But no, run right into a great, great vision, Lenny. But yeah, I think um, not only to the fact that Rashad White just has a bit of a more of explosiveness to him. I think really, too, what helped the running game was that the offensive line played probably their best game of the season. Um, you know, Tom Brady kind of called out the team for, you know, lack of effort after that win against the Rams. And, I, you know, I think Peter Report had an article regarding maybe, you know, he didn't say it clearly, but I think he was calling out some of those offensive linemen. Uh, John, in particular, I think you'd be aware of Donovan Smith. Uh, Donovan Smith had a hell of a game and, and, you know, they opened up a lot of holes for this, you know, for our running backs to, to get through, obviously, particularly Morris Rashad White. Granted, the Seahawks don't have a great rushing defense. I think they're 27th in the league. So that helps as well. But this was a, a good team, right? They're, they're leading the NFC West. They're six and three. They play sound football and we, you know, we did what we should do. We, we played and executed the way we're supposed to. And I, I hope to see that going forward um, more often than not. Also, shout out Vaughn on that third down conversion. That was that was pretty sick. And, I mean, Brady looked mobile. And that's a hot route to catch that pass, make a guy miss, get that first down. That was big. Uh, so it's good to see everybody but Lenny at that position contributing. And, Scotty Miller, stay on your feet. Stop jumping up in the air for balls that don't need to be. That's, you don't need to leave your feet. He walks right in the end zone. He just stays on his two feet on that. That's one, just who uh, he is. He's a, he's a, he catches the ball with his body. Uh, that, that was, that was who he was in college too. That's just, he's always going to jump. He's, I mean, he's just always going to jump when, when you're five, eight and a half, everything looks like it's going to be over your head, but he's got like a 37 inch vertical or something ridiculous. So he's always going to jump. So uh, I don't blame him. He, he, he had that one catch on what third and one or third and two where he like caught it like one handed um, to convert that, that third down that we did too. So I think he's, you know, hands are there, dude, you can use them. He just, I, I, I firmly believe that Scotty Miller is a weapon and I'd like to see him get more use. Uh, I know there are a lot of people online, especially on Reddit who despise Scotty Miller, who think he's a waste of money and a waste of a spot on the team. And I just, I don't see it. I think he's, he's such a weapon and, Every time he gets into a groove, he marches us down the field. I, I would really love to see more of him. I, I think he's played very well the last two games. Just, you know, those drops. You know, we'll say this. He didn't drop the one here in the Seahawks game, but, you know, the one that he did drop in the end zone against the Rams was also one where he left his feet, where he probably, if he just kept running the route, he'll catch it easily, right? So, uh, but, yeah, Scotty's been coming up big the last two games. I hope to see that going forward, too. Um, that he, he keeps it up. Yeah, he's definitely um, has some big moments and, and developed a little bit of that chemistry that you'd like to see with Brady. Uh, hopefully that continues going forward. And as we look forward, obviously we've got the bye week coming up, so everybody gets to enjoy their Sunday, watch a little bit of NFL football without the stress of their team. But the next week we head to Cleveland to face the Browns at 1 o'clock. 
Uh, Cleveland not looking like the strongest of teams, but still got to make up for it. And we got to keep this momentum going as Todd Bowles likes to say, we got to stack some wins. So what are the keys to the game here, Zach, as we look forward to Cleveland? Uh, I mean, just be happy that we don't have to play Deshaun, right? Like he's just uh, adds an element, a wrinkle to the game that I, I just prefer not to have to see. Uh, but, you know, Cleveland, the running game, right? I mean, Chubb, Hunt, let's make sure you stay diligent in scheming and, and gap control so that they're not able to run all over you. I mean, they don't have a, a ton of skill, in my eyes, at the receiving position. I don't know if Njoku will be fully healthy for that game or not. I know he's still on the mend. And then it's Cooper. And then, oh, I don't know, like Donovan Peoples-Jones is the player the receiver there's so i mean that kind of speaks to their receiving core right so um and defensively i don't know i watch miami light them up so uh i'm not sure if there's too much to worry about i just to your point if we start fast they don't have an offense that's built to catch up right like their offense is built to just control the game and run the ball so if you can jump out early against them i think that will be helpful um you know, hopefully we can. I'd, I'd love a first quarter touchdown. Um, that would be nice. So I think we just missed out on it, right, in Munich. So I don't know. I mean, just start fast, and they, they have a hard time keeping up. So I, I think the only time I saw them do it was against the Ravens, but it's divisional. So last week they looked terrible. So hopefully they, they look more like that version of the team. Yeah, so I had a chance to see the Browns in person, uh, you know, early in the season when they played the Steelers on Thursday night. Uh, that's a, you know, good, so obviously they're a big running team, right? Chubb and Hunt are two dogs in the backfield. Um, and, you know, the, the offensive line is very solid for the Browns. And on the defensive side of the ball too, right, they have a very strong front four, in my opinion. You've got Miles Garrett. Uh, can't see really anybody else right now, but you, got, you do have Miles Garrett, and I think they're pretty good. But yeah, the Browns just haven't seemed to be able to put it together since that victory over the Steelers. They've, you know, Jacoby Brissett has been subpar. The receivers haven't really, you know, the, the, to your point, Zach, not much of a threat there, right? You have Donovan Peoples-Jones, but that's about all you got there. And Joku, I guess, at the tight end position. So honestly, this, again, should be, a, you know, on paper, a, a team that we should be able to beat. And I think as long as we can kind of continue this positive momentum, you know, you said, Ryan, stack some wins, right? Keep this positive momentum going forward. Uh, you know, and we talked about it earlier, you know, you have a script, you have a game plan. If we can execute that game plan, I think we'll be able to comfortably get to a lead against the Browns and then be able to attack with our, you know, front seven, getting after the quarterback and, um, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, I'd almost prefer to play Deshaun Watson versus Jacoby Brissett in the fact that Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown a football or, you know, in an NFL game for over two years. He'd be rusty. And I think he would yeah, – you're shaking your head, but that's how I feel. I think he'd come in pretty rusty, um, probably wouldn't look like Deshaun Watson you're used to seeing. But He gets to practice, right? Like, he gets to – yeah, practice he's going to practice this week, so he'll practice for, what, the next yeah. two weeks. But still, like, with everything going on in his life and not being playing professional football during the regular season for two-plus years, I think it's going to be way more of a challenge 
for him coming back is, you know, Jacoby Brissett, who's been playing with the team for 10, 10 weeks before we see him. So that's just my opinion. But, yeah, either way, I, I, you know, if we can do what we did against the Seahawks, we should win this game comfortably. I, uh, I agree with you. I, I would rather play Deshaun Watson than Jacoby Brissett, only because I've watched a lot of these Browns games this season for whatever reason they just get aired up here a lot and I like Jacoby Brissett I think he looks pretty good actually I think he has the opportunity to really show out in certain opportunities and if there's a team to let a crappy quarterback look good it's us so that's what kind of makes me nervous they put Deshaun Watson in I I, I think we eat him up uh, for all the reasons that you stated so I think this is a good game on paper for us and I've got a good feeling about this game. So this is one of those where I really hope we get the win so we can go into that Monday night game against the Saints with a lot of momentum. And so I, I really think we, we put this one away. Obviously, you have to control that, that running game. And I think with Logan Ryan coming back during the bye week, that additional safety help uh, replacing SMB, that's going to be big. Uh, for getting some run stopping uh, and getting after Jacoby Brissett and, and causing a little bit of havoc there. I think those will be big for us going forward. Yeah. So I guess split the room, put me in the, I'd rather play Brissett camp because um, not only is Deshaun Watson, like an athlete, like he's like one of those guys who could just come in and be like, I'm fucking Deshaun Watson. I'm just going to throw this ball for four touchdowns, but also we are a team, I don't think it's bad quarterbacks. It's quarterbacks that we don't know what's going to happen. We have no tape on Deshaun Watson as a Brown. So we would have no clue what to expect with him in that organization. So I think we don't play well against QBs we can't anticipate. And Deshaun Watson would be one of those. So I'm with Brissett. We know what we're getting with Brissett. Somebody who manages a game doesn't really have that all-star potential. Um the Browns are a team that like to uh, control the line. I think we've all said this. They're a running team, and they have a good defensive front. So, you know, on defense, just keep the box stacked. Keep, uh, you know, don't don't let Chubb run for any ridiculous runs. Uh, keep that keep that front honest, um, and make Jacoby Brissett beat you. And on offense you know either get the ball out quickly so you don't get killed uh, uh, or come up with some creative plays that kind of you know work against a tenacious front four so uh, I'm looking for us again I, I agree with Zach start fast make sure that you're on tempo in the beginning of the game so that you guys can um, assert your will on the Browns rather than catching up he has one more touchdown than Russell Wilson. So, I mean, like he's, that's who we're getting. We're getting, right? he's a game manager, right? Right. I mean, that's like Jacoby is not uh, nothing to be feared in my opinion. I mean, he's got one game. Yeah, don't with, get me wrong. I, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is an all-star, you know, or pro bowl cap caliber quarterback. Uh, that's basically what you said. So, I think you said not really. MVP what I said top. is Jacoby Brissett has played football the last two years. Jacoby Brissett is just done. a black Sean Watson has spent more time in a courtroom than he has on an NFL field. He's been actually way more time. I don't think he's gone to court at all. Than he has Not at all. Any football yeah. field of the last two years. So just saying, 
But it's just Sean, man. I just see it. It's like, it's like you he's know, way more dangerous. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was away from. You only back. know Deshaun Watson. Mike Vick you know, was in prison for massage, two years and came know, back and took over the league from fifty different massage therapists. That maybe that was his secret juice. Okay, now that he maybe. can't do that, he probably sucks at football. That's so, right. you know. Hey, what was Mike Vick doing in prison? What was Mike Vick doing in prison? Was he running routes? That's all I'm saying. Was he game planning in prison? Come on, man. Mike Vick was like that guy from uh, White Collar in prison, you know, with like the Pino and like the the art on the wall. You know what I mean? That's what I imagine what it was like. Is that the movie you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, the toilet wine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, let's go to prison? I love love me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a great movie. Max Shepard. Right, yes, yeah, and Will, and Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah, Chad McBride, <laughs> luckiest man alive, married to Kristen Bell. Um, no, <laughs> man, this is a game we've got to win, right? We play all garbage teams to end this season. If we can't figure this out, then then what are we doing? We've got we've got the Cardinals, we've got the Saints, we've got the Falcons, the Panthers, the Bengals. It's Niners and Bengals. Those are the two tests left. Yeah. So, but I mean, we can't. I mean, we we thought yeah. we would crush the Panthers and the and the Browns. Steelers, right? Yeah. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers such a bad look. The Panthers won again. <laughs> yeah, or to our favor, they beat the Falcons, right? So that was yes. one we 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 couldn't. You know, we wanted, right? So, but like, I think John, you brought this up in a previous episode that you know, let's say we win these next two games, you're sitting there at seven and five, just like you were in 2020. It kind of has a little bit of that feel where I know we lost the two games going into the bye in that season, but this has that kind of a feel like, okay, I think this team is starting to, you know, at least Tom Brady is starting to get in sync with his receivers. I think the offense is starting to kind of find an identity and being able to, you know, I think they've been trying to run, 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 and then play action fake over the top, right? Use the run to set up the pass. They were successful at that against the Seahawks. I think now that they know they can be successful against a good team, you're going to see more of that going forward, and I think they'll be able to execute. You're you're absolutely right, and Greg Allman came out today and said that Rashad White had won the starting job. That that's He's hearing from sources in one buck place that Rashad White will be the starting back going forward. I think that's going to be huge for us uh, because, you know, a couple of us have been saying since the beginning of the season, he's looked more explosive. So I think having Rashad White produce more in that running game is going to, like you said, open up our play action. And Brady on the play action is, is, is where, where he made – that's his bread and butter. And so you're getting everyone healthy. Julio Jones is healthy now. Mike Evans is getting healthier. This bye week I feel like is coming at the right time for us, for everyone to get healthy, get on the same page. This is going to be big, and we're going to start getting guys back. We're going to get key – pieces back ryan jensen is going to hopefully make you know a play towards the middle of december you know into a playoff push we're one game now that we've beaten the seahawks we're only one game out of the three seed they drop one more and and we're the three seed in the nfc so that's big for us we we pick up that tiebreaker we've got we're we're leading our division we're going to at least get one home playoff game if the season were to end today i feel confident in what we're doing and and so i expect I expect good things from this team more than I did two or three weeks ago when it was doom and gloom, we hadn't shown anything. And I think Zach said this, the, the, the losses looked different than they had in the past. 
And now what we've seen, that Rams game may have been a turning point for us. That that final drive in the Rams game, and Bryce said it, you know, explicitly, that was probably when we started to come together and figure this out. And and so we saw it in the Seahawks game. Even tra- We're not a team that travels well internationally. That, so that was amazing to see from us. I want to see us take this week, get healthy, put it on the Browns, and then on Monday night in prime time, spank the Saints. I think spanking the Saints would exercise a lot of demons for Brady, for the Bucks, for this coaching staff. I, I think that would be big for us. That's I don't want to look past the Browns because that's how you fuck up, but I'm not a coach, so I can do whatever I want. I think we spank the Browns and then we go in and go after the Saints. And and that's really what I'm looking forward to. And I think that'll be indicative of the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. It's And it's a key point. This bye week comes at a fantastic time, um, not only in building our confidence, but getting those players back, right? Winfield Jr. played last game. Uh, Julio Jones made an impact last game. It, it does kind of reminisce and, and seem like not only are we building momentum, we're getting key contributors back at the right time. Um, and with those key contributors, just like a Rashad White coming up, clearly the fantasy player of the game last game. As we look towards the Browns, let's go into our final segment here, guys. Pick our fantasy players for the Browns game. Luckily for Zach, he starts first here uh, on this week's iteration of fantasy players. Zach, I mean, there might be a clear runner here if you want him. Who are you picking? Hmm. Are you leading me because you want someone left on the table? But like, uh, I don't know, is there a strategy to this? Um, hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's two weeks away, so like my mind isn't like there yet. Probably now I'm going to pick someone who's going to get like gonorrhea on, over the weekend and he's out. So I don't know. Who I'm going to. Uh, I guess I'll. I really don't want to pick him now because you're like hinting at it. So I'll go with um, Michael Evans Jr. the third. I'll I'll go Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully none of our players get gonorrhea in the next two weeks. I don't know. I'm on like a weird TikTok right now. I keep getting like weird TikTok things. I don't know. It's I've had like three STI TikToks today. It's like, what are you getting gonorrhea TikToks over there? I saw a TikTok where some guy was like, if you tell your boss you have gonorrhea or chlamydia, I'll buy you breakfast in the morning. And he was like, done. And he was like, if you say, he said, if you say the word discharge too, then I'll get you lunch. Needless to say, the guy got free breakfast and lunch. All it takes. All right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the holiday season is almost upon us. And that means we're going to hear a bunch of Christmas songs going forward. I personally have one of my favorite Christmas songs is I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And so because Zach erroneously didn't pick this man with his first pick, uh, give me Rashad White. It, like I said, White, uh, he's come on. Obviously, John mentioned he's going to be the starter going forward. I think he continues to have a big day against the Browns. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say 100 yards, one tutty. Um, so if you got him, start him. I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, Rashad White's the the easy pick in after last game. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody. I don't think I've picked him this year, but I'm looking for the ball to get out quick against this line. So I'm looking for some volume stats and screen passes. Uh, give me my boy Godwin. I think he's going to be high in the PPR like he always is. He gets a lot of targets. So uh, I think this game he'll continue his strong uh, campaign for, for fantasy points. Chris Godwin. That's my pick. I'm going to go ahead and go with Tom Brady, who I think is really starting to get in the, the, the motor running and, and, and getting hot. This That's my guy. He, I've been starting him in fantasy every week. Uh, I have to run Andy Dalton this week because it's the bye week. But otherwise, big Tom Brady fan in this one. I think this is a great opportunity for him to put up some points, uh, look like his old self. Uh, if all the people you all mentioned get points, Brady's going to get them points. So I'm going with Tom Brady as an aside. I think with Russell Gage being more injured than we expected a player down the line, you all may want to consider for fantasy is a one, Mr. Tyler Johnson, who is going to work his way back into the starting lineup. Now that we're getting rid of Russell Gage and Perryman have also been injured. Look out for more Tyler Johnson down the stretch. He, so he cleared waivers, and then we just re-signed him? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, he's on the practice squad, is he not? Yep. I think he is. Okay, yeah, so right? okay. he basically just got demoted. Like, we just cut him, and got to sign him for way less. Yeah, that's how you get a pay cut. Got to save that's that what money. you call smart business decisions. He got <laughs> picked up. What smart managers do to win ball games. <laughs> He got cut by the Texans, though, right? He got picked up by the Texans. And yeah, he, he was playing with the Texans, got cut by the Texans, cleared waivers, and signed with the practice squad. Yeah, okay. uh, Someone okay. tells me they're going to start the guy they're paying $12 million a year over the guy on the practice squad, John. So uh, if that happens, you're, you're a sage. And, Is Gage making $12 you know, million you can, dollars you can a tell year? tell me what to invest in going forward. Wait, are you saying Russell Gage is making $12 million a year? Something like that, yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Three years, $30 million. Is there return Sorry, policy? 10 million, 10 million a year. <laughs> well, 20 million of it is guaranteed. Oh, my God. How many downs? Has he played 20 downs? Yeah, he's, he's had a pretty bad return. He had that one game where he had, like, 10 receptions. That's about it. I think, to be fair, he got pretty – like, he, he really hurt his hamstring in training camp. I don't think he's been the same since. But, yeah, the return on investment is not good so far. Maybe it's worth it because he took him away from Atlanta. Maybe there's some value there. Yeah. Not fucking $30 million of value, but okay. <laughs> you know who I want to take away from Atlanta? Kyle Pitts. That would be awesome because they are the not ball. using that guy at all. I was going to say. Bad to watch. I know. Huh? He's wide open all the time, and Mariota just overthrows him all the time. It, it is frustrating to see. Not that I love the fact that Kate Auden is doing a lot better now and having a pretty good last two games with Brady, but imagine Kyle Pitts being out there, you know, mismatch with Brady as your quarterback. I think he'd be – I don't even know how you would stop it, to be honest with you. Oh, before we go, we do have to mention Tom Brady is 2-0 and since the divorce. So, I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, you cut the toxic people out of your life. Bang, bang, all of a sudden you're a winner. So, Giselle, lick nuts.
Yeah, you can stay late. She, right? she is like in Costa Rica currently. Yeah, some fucking jujitsu sweaty balls. Enjoy that. <laughs> let that be a lesson to you, fellas. Don't let your ladies get a personal trainer. Next thing you know, they'll be out in fucking Costa Rica together. If you don't believe me, just watch freaking the Long Came Polly or something. It's personal trainers and pool boys. Stay away from all those. The scuba. It's scuba. The scuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's uh, Hank Azaria. That's all I'm thinking of. I yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the scuba diver guy. Yeah. Ruben guy. is for scuba. Ruben, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So, uh, so now that I'm looking at this, we're paying Julio half of what we're paying Russell Gage. So maybe yeah, have one year contract though. Huh? On a one-year contract, though, I'm pretty sure. Wait, we paid him 15 million for one year. Yeah. Bro. Okay. All right. You know, it's okay. That's why we couldn't go out and sign anybody at the trade deadline. We're out of money. We are ass out. <laughs> oh, yeah. once, Brandon Cooks. Once, I'm pretty sure you Brady got Brandon Cooks for a Snickers or bar. Doesn't play with us after this season. We're gonna be like the Rays. You know, we're gonna cut like half the team or trade half the team away. And uh, it's going to be a bunch of new faces come 2023. Well, that's fine. Half the team is two years from retirement anyhow. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to come up on a new age of buckball here quite soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lynch. By the way, our thoughts for G-Man Choi. He's gone. No. Uh, G-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Imaging players on the raise. But I think a- I read that you can expect like four or five more players to be traded within the next 48 hours. Yeah. Cause they got to add like certain prospects to the 40 man, the 40 man's full. So. Yeah. That's how they do it. But Hey man, you know, you can get rid of all of them. They couldn't hit shit against the Cleveland Indians. And I had to watch 15 innings of that crap. So, uh, you know, find somebody who can hit the ball within 15 innings. I'm good for that. I agree. I do want to say, though, um, you know, uh, as we were talking about, um, you know, shout out, not shout out, but, you know, hearts go out to Devin White, right? He lost his father uh, before this game, and uh, he played with a heavy heart. You know, hopefully, I hope he and his family um, are doing well, and our condolences go out to him. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I think he got the game ball in the uh, in the locker room after the win, so – Shout out to uh, Devin White and his family uh, through the difficult time. Uh, we'll continue to support him, his family, and the Buccaneers all season. Uh, a bye week for the Bucks means it's a bye week for your Buck Bros. We will be not posting next week, so we will see you guys in the next episode. That'll be after the Browns game. Uh, I think that's just the start of December. Is that first Friday? So we'll see you guys in December. But that's going to do it for us. Uh, We, again, appreciate all of you guys listening. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you guys start your your Christmas season off right. Uh, We'll see you guys in the next episode. As we like to sign off here, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, go Bucks. Way too early to give you a line. So just go Bucks.